the states of Missouri and Louisiana have just filed a lawsuit against the administration for colluding with big tech to censor speech. Since taking office, President Biden and his team have labored to suppress viewpoints with which they disagree. And in doing so, they have infringed upon the individual freedoms of millions of Americans. Jun Psaki's admitted this, that they're working directly with Facebook, for example, to flag particular posts that they want to label as disinformation um, and working directly with them to get that stuff taken down. The real misinformation operation was run by our government with big media, with big tech, to keep information from us, from the American people. We know it's the laptop from hell. We know it's the origins of COVID. We know it's the uh, you know ineffectiveness of masks. We know all of these things that they've been working with them on, and this lawsuit will help bring those to light and expose it, and that's why it's an important case. You start messing with the public square and trying to decide what's true. You are undermining the very process, the only process that we have to find truth. An individual has a right to determine what's best for themselves. Um, the government does not get to make that decision for them. The future is bulletproof. The aftermath is secondary. It's time to do it now and do it loud. Kill joys, make some noise. Ladies and gentlemen, na 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 na. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. We're gonna stick with the censorship topic. The last episode we did on censorship was kind of from the ten thousand foot view, and what my real issue was, and what I should have drilled down, and, and what I should have done a better job at drilling down into specifically, is my issues with what the government is doing today and has been doing overtly in the open to your face for the last several years for your protection, of course. And we don't need to relitigate every law and social norm on censorship, right? Swearing on the radio and network TV nudity, the rating systems, like all that shit we have in place is fine. And having some best practices is good for society. And all that being said, you're not going to prevent kids from seeing and hearing shit in the age of the internet. You're not going to stop someone from being offended in the age of the internet. If someone wants to see or hear something, you cannot stop them. And the goal of our agreed upon censorship is really just to prevent kids and people from running into this shit without actively seeking it. Just like there's no full frontal nudity on Sesame Street or no Sopranos type language or violence on CBS, no pornography should be in the school libraries. Nick, you want to ban books? That's what my mother said to me. And yeah, pornographic books in my school libraries? Yes, I'm fine on that one. You want to have an adult section in the public library? Fine. 18 and over, get you in that back room with all the dirty stuff, just like they did in the video stores back in the day. We're not talking about getting rid of it. We're talking about protecting children in most cases or protecting the people that don't want to run into this shit without actively seeking it out. I think that's a good way to, to look at this. Just because stuff is available at your fingertips doesn't mean we should stop trying to send consensual ages for children. Parents are responsible for the content their kids consume. That's what your job is as a parent. And adults are responsible for the content they consume. Okay, my concern, and hopefully your concern too, is that the government is censoring its opponents. 
Where you land on the topics discussed today is irrelevant. The central concern everyone should have is the government censoring its opponents. Because yes, you may agree with the government in a certain case, but what happens when you don't? Anyone who challenges the government narrative on any topic is identified as a threat. Surely you can see how dangerous this is. Any information that calls into question any government talking point is censored, smeared, and dismissed, and deemed harmful. The government conspiring with social media companies to censor your speech are not conspiracy theories. It's been proven. And I really need everyone to admit this out loud, okay? Repeat after me. My government has been working. My government has been working. With social media companies. With social media companies. To censor my speech. To censor my speech. If I disagree. If I disagree. With what my government says is true. With what my government says is true. All right, good. You feel better? Of course not. You should feel sick to your stomach. And once that nausea wears off, you should be upset. And one other thing we all need to say out loud before we move on is repeat after me. My government is colluding. My government is colluding. With private businesses. With private businesses. To censor their political opponents. To censor their political opponents. And their critics. And their critics. That is the definition of fascism. That is the definition of fascism. We have been covering the scoreboard on this podcast because it's very necessary. Most everything that was censored has held up and has proven to be true. Most everything the government was promoting did not hold up and has been proven to be false. We have talked a lot about projection on this podcast because it's essential in understanding how your government will accuse their critics and opponents of doing the exact same shit that they are doing. It helps you identify that. The government conspiring with social media companies to censor their speech. They're not conspiracy theories, people. This is proven. How has it been proven? Well, if them doing it right to your face and admitting it while doing it wasn't enough, how about the biggest censorship collusion case in America, which you may or may not have even heard about? Censorship, am I right? Because on May 5th, 2022, the state of Missouri had enough. What you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in a U.S. District Court. Plaintiffs allege defendants have colluded with and or coerced social media companies to suppress disfavorable speakers, viewpoints, and content on social media platforms by labeling the content disinformation, misinformation, and malinformation. I'm Doug Llewellyn, thanking you for joining us and reminding you, if you're involved in a dispute such as this with another party and you just can't seem to work it out, don't take the law into your own hands. You take them to court. Oh, yeah, shit just got real. I mean, it's always been real, but maybe just got a little harder to hide. So the state of Missouri files a lawsuit against the Biden administration. Okay, it alleges that members of the government conspired with and directed social media platforms to censor people and topics they didn't like because of mis, dis, and malinformation. Very fascinating case. And the judge in this case granted discovery 
In discovery is how you gather the evidence you'll need to prove your case as the plaintiff or to defend yourself if you're the defendant. You use discovery to find out things like what the other side plans to say, what facts or witnesses support their side. Basically, you get access to the other guy's files and he gets access to yours. The state of Missouri was granted discovery and using all of the email correspondence, memos, etc., they petitioned the court to depose witnesses and get them under oath to ask them questions. And a deposition simply involves taking a sworn statement in the out-of-court setting of a witness. And this is very significant because they will have their own documents from the discovery and they will get to ask them questions about shit that was written in their own words. Because so far, no one has had any issues lying to Congress about what they did, what they said, etc. But now this becomes a lot harder because the guy asking you the questions has your emails, has your private correspondence in his hand while he's asking you. So the only way to not deny this shit is to plead the fifth or just say you don't recall, which will all be very telling to people watching this. And because of all the documents and all the shit they got in discovery, the judge, Terry Doughty, has just ordered the following people to be deposed. NIAID Director and White House Chief Medical Advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Deputy Assistant to the President and Director of White House Digital Strategy, Rob Flaherty. Former White House Senior COVID-19 Advisor, Andrew Slavitt. Former White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki. FBI Supervisory Special Agent Elvis Chan, CISA Director Jen Easterly, CISA Official Lauren Protentis, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, CDC Chief of Digital Media Branch Carol Crawford, and Acting Coordinator of the State Department Daniel Kimmage. So talk about a murderer's row of the highest people in the highest offices of our country in public health. And Dr. Fauci is being deposed as the director of the NIAID and chief medical advisor of the president. And they first allege he colluded to censor speech about the COVID origins and that he was potentially behind funding the research that created the virus and that he had a conference call which resulted in people making statements in medical journals about the origins of COVID-19. On April 16, 2020, Dr. Francis Collins emailed Dr. Fauci a link to an, an article about the lab leak theory expressing concern over whether the NIH can help to take down the very, quote, dis destructive conspiracy that seems to be growing momentum. He went on to say that he hoped a natural medicine article would settle this and asked what more we could do about it. They have emails showing Dr. Collins requesting Dr. Fauci to use more public pressure to stop the theory from circulating, and Dr. Fauci cited the Natural Medicine article when, while speaking from the podium of the White House. That was from the lawsuit. So basically, lab leak theory comes out, and the people that funded it and did all that shit and was responsible for it was like, all right, we need to squash the story. So Fauci calls this medical journal, Natural Medicine, they have an article written debunking the lab leak theory. And then Dr. Fauci gets on the fucking podium at the White House and then cites the report that they told him to write. See how this works? I mean, there were further allegations about the Great Barrington Declaration and how the heads of the NIH worked to create a quick and devastating takedown of that declaration. I mean, these are unelected bureaucrats discussing the takedown of alternative scientific opinions relating 
to the most significant metal crisis in the history of mankind. And the alternative options belong to three of the most respected scientists in their field. And just a reminder, because you may or may not have seen it, the Great Barrington Declaration highlighted a couple points, right? Lockdowns don't work. And hey, maybe focus on protecting the most vulnerable people in the population. They highlighted what to do and what not to do. They laid out the risks and the benefits at the beginning of this. They were trying to offer guidance in their expert opinion on a topic they specialize in. These aren't alternative voices from the fringe. This is what they do. They were right then, and shit, they were certainly proved right now. No one knew that. That's hindsight. The science is always changing rapidly. Nope. This is the whole point. People were saying this shit in real time at the beginning. Warning you, begging for a debate. But they were censored, and you didn't hear them. Or, if you did hear them, you heard them be called crazy by their government, be told and discredited by medical journals, and everyone suffered as a result of that. Another brave, rational-thinking journalist, Alex Berenson, was trying to point out some truths. Truths that were contrary to the government talking points and narrative, well, better call Tony. Because Dr. Fauci was involved in Twitter's permanent suspension of the vaccine critic Alex Berenson, and he's not even a vaccine critic. He just said something critical about a new product to hopefully alert people that there may be some safety concerns. Berenson's tweet just consisted of science-based objections to the vaccinations of young, healthy people, which became a target for the Biden administration's censors. Berenson disclosed internal Twitter communications revealing that senior White House officials, including Andrew Slavik, specifically pressured Twitter to deplatform Berenson as an influential vaccine critic, which Twitter did. Dr. Fauci publicly described Berenson's opinion on vaccines as, quote, horrifying. So Berenson sued Twitter and he won. Twitter settled. They settled the case. And Berenson was reinstated to the platform because he didn't lie. He didn't say anything that was not true. And in the Twitter case, Berenson was awarded discovery and got Twitter and Pfizer emails. And he posted them on his Substack. Twitter emails indicating that board members of Pfizer pressured Twitter to deplatform Berenson. In emails, the Pfizer executive claimed that Berenson's speech should be censored because it posed a threat to safety of Dr. Fauci, which is another example there was collusion between White House officials and Pfizer executives. So think about that. Pfizer calls Twitter and says, hey, this guy's saying some shit that's going to affect the sales of our product. You should take it down because it poses a threat to Dr. Fauci. This kind of censorship has happened to untold number of people. The government cannot collude with private businesses to censor speech. They, they can't. But they did. Fuck, even the president got in on the action. President Biden followed Dr. Fauci's steps and made a statement that, quote, they are killing people by not censoring vaccine misinformation, to which Twitter subsequently permanently suspended Berenson from the platform. I'm reading this suit, and the judge says that the plaintiffs have already proven that Fauci had personal knowledge about the censorship, and that publicly available emails proved that Dr. Fauci was communicating and acting as an intermediary for others in order to censor information 
from being shared across multiple social media outlets. The judge said that. He didn't say he, he alleges or this potentially shows. The judge used the word prove. All the emails, all the discovery they're looking at prove that they did this shit. And on and on it goes. You got Rob Flaherty, who's the director of digital strategy for the White House. So Flaherty would work with Facebook to censor speech and try to curb vaccine hesitancy. And he would get reports from Facebook and at the direction of the White House, they would figure out how to best censor speech and alleviate vaccine hesitancy, which remember, all that means is a threat to sales. Someone being vaccine hesitant, they view as a bad thing because they won't get to sell them shit. Not is that product right for this person? No, fuck that. This is all about sales because they have the emails between Flaherty and Facebook. The court finds the plaintiff has proven Flaherty has personal knowledge about this issue concerning censorship. Andrew Slavitt served as the White House's senior COVID-19 advisor. The advisor who said publicly in 2021, everyone will get COVID. The White House's senior COVID-19 advisor told you to your face you're going to get it. Regardless of your vaccination status, regardless, regardless of how many masks you wear on your face, no matter what you do, you're going to get it. That's what he said. That one simple, true statement should have ended the vaccine mandate, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, lockdowns, vaccine passports, everything. Because what's the fucking point if everyone's going to get it? But nothing happened. And Slavitt led the charge for the White House in its campaign with social media companies to increase the censorship of private speech as related to COVID-19. And part of the reason the court is allowing the deposition of Slavitt is because this clown bragged about his censorship role on a podcast. So you can't say you don't know what you're doing and you have no knowledge of if you get on some guy's podcast and talk about what you're doing and actively censoring people because you think it's virtuous. You get old Jen Psaki because she stated at a White House press conference that Quote, the major platforms have a responsibility related to the health and safety of all Americans to stop amplifying untrustworthy content, disinformation, and misinformation, especially related to COVID-19, vaccinations, and elections. And she did this multiple times. On another press conference on July 15, 2021, that the administration is in, quote, regular touch with social media platforms and that the engagements happen between staff and platforms. And she went on to say, you shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others, end quote. She said that shit out loud in a press conference to your fucking face. She demanded robust strategies for social media companies to enforce censorship on harmful posts. Again, it's what the government deems harmful, not what actually is harmful, just harmful to their narrative. You got Jen Easterly, the director of CISA within the Department of Homeland Security, because she supervises the nerve center of federally dictated censorship. And just think about this. We've brought this up many times, but just try to wrap your head around this. The Department of Homeland Security is designating your thoughts in speech as the most important form of U.S. infrastructure, okay? It's not the fucking bridges. It's not the roads. The most important infrastructure is our cognitive infrastructure. We also have the Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy. He's all wrapped up in this for his public campaign to censor individuals who spread misinformation. 
He was public about criticizing tech companies by asserting that they are responsible for COVID-19 deaths due to their failure to censor misinformation. It's not the fucking virus that's killing people. It's not the vaccines that are killing people. It's not the hospital protocols that are killing people. It's the misinformation that's just choking these motherfuckers out. This guy, holy shit, he issued a request for information on March 2nd, 2022, requesting tech platforms to provide him with information about misinformation, including the identities of those supposedly spreading it on their site. So this guy sent a request, hey, I want the names of the people that are saying shit. So this was viewed as an intimidation tactic designed to frighten the tech companies into compliance with his demands to escalate censorship of a certain viewpoint, right? Again, this is all just the government's viewpoint on COVID-19. The judge said his actions went above and beyond the scope of his rank, and the court finds that those actions must be addressed through the deposition. No shit. You got Carol Crawford of the CDC, and she's among the government employees most involved in censoring COVID misinformation. She participated in emails with employees from Twitter, Google, YouTube, Facebook. She organized Be On The Lookout meetings, you know, the old BOLO meetings, which were essentially meetings that attempted to quell the spread of misinformation in 2021. Because during these meetings, she would flag certain posts and provide examples of types of posts to censor and urged all the participants of Google, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, not to share this information on their sites and also said, let's not talk about these secret meetings either. You get some other acting coordinator from the State Department that organized repeated face-to-face -face meetings with LinkedIn and other social media platforms to discuss censorship. I mean, just step back for a second. We have the Biden administration, the CDC, the NIH, the FBI, the State Department, the Surgeon General, the Homeland Security are all ordered by this judge to cooperate in the plaintiff's request to deposition. This is perhaps the biggest court case in the history of our republic, and the majority of people haven't even heard a thing about this. Please read the case for yourself. In the description, you can read the judge's 28-page explanation on why the court has granted a request for these depositions of the highest-ranking government and public health officials. I'm not making this shit up. This isn't my opinion. I'm reading from the judge's document. And the judge has already said the words proven because he's looking at their emails saying, well, you did this shit, so now you have to answer for it. So this will be fascinating stuff because the deposition information will be used to argue for a preliminary injunction to stop the government in big tech colluding until this thing can go to trial. Again, please read up about this. It's all there for you to read. Hope everyone has a great day. Happy Friday. And if you love your freedom, be sure to thank a Missourian. There's a time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop.